Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to introduce a mighty man, Pastor Tim Hogan. Hallelujah. It, it's always an honor and a blessing to hear him speak. He always has a word, a timely word, always. Amen. Well, good morning. I'm going to try to talk to you this morning. Excuse me, but I'm going to try to get this. I'm using my wife's computer for the first time. I'm usually just doing notes and stuff, so this is like a trial thing. If it doesn't work, well, I, I know where the paper's at. So, so again, good morning. I just want to welcome you all to the house of the Lord. I thank you for coming in. I thank you for worshiping with us. It's just been an awesome time. It's always great when you get into the presence of the Lord. I mean, just to, just to be with your fellow Christians and to get alone with God in your own little space, it's just awesome. And, and we've had a great time at it this morning. And I believe God will reward us throughout the week for that. Uh, now, we're not necessarily looking for a reward. It's, it's great just spending time with him. But my God... He believes, he believes in his children, and, and there's principles, you know, uh, seed times and harvest stuff, and that's, that's kind of, that's what I want to talk to you about today, uh, and as I was getting ready, or as I was sitting here listening this morning, uh, my wife, she was talking about uh, starting over in the church, and then, uh, so let me, my second paragraph, here at Freedom Ministries, we're launching out, and we're starting fresh, and I just changed that this morning, because I went in the office to try to make sure I can get this stuff right before I get out of here, and I had, here at Freedom Ministries, we're launching out, we're starting over, and I changed that this morning to starting fresh. <clears throat> so I say that to tell you, I, I probably missed God there, you know, but uh it's, it's okay if you miss God. Just keep on trying. Keep doing what you know to do and keep going the way God leads you to go. And if you mess up, it's all right. You can be that far off of it. It doesn't matter. And you can be a whole world away. It doesn't matter. I may have been supposed to move to Japan, but I'm trying to do for the Lord what I know to do right here. And if I was supposed to be over there, then eventually he may get me there. So I don't know. But... My God is an awesome God, and he's forgiving and he's loving. So don't ever give up on your dreams. Don't ever give up on what God has told you to do, and you'll come out great. So, and then, because our mind, it just gets mixed up, right? 
So Apostle Angie, she's up here, and she's talking about starting over, and I'm thinking start fresh. Well, then Pastor Robert gets up, and he starts talking about the ark and stuff. And I thought, well, maybe I didn't miss it because my whole message is about the ark and Noah. And so then I'm just torn to and fro, you know. And, and throughout all that, when you're getting tossed around and you're not sure what to do, that's when you just have to get out on the water and just take off and keep your eyes on Jesus. So... So whether, whether I know what's going on up here or not, I know that God is leading me in this direction. And I'm going to go as far as I can go before I sink, Josh. Because when I sink and I run out of breath, I know where I'm going to be. And I'll be happy about it. So, so that's... Anyway, let me, let me transition over to here. So uh, as Pastor Robert talked about earlier, you know, the ark. And Noah got off the ark. And... and and maybe you missed it a little bit because I wasn't going to talk about rainbows and stuff. So maybe, maybe somebody else missed it. Maybe we're all going to miss it this morning. But you know what? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. So I, I don't really want to talk to you about rainbows. And I don't want to talk to you about cleansing the earth this morning. Because Noah was a man of great faith. Let's just say it like that. Great faith. And uh, do you know who... This is a trivia question. If Pastor Barbara was here, I know she could get it because she's just in that. Do you know who uh, Noah's grand, great-grandfather was? Any, any, anybody? His great-grandfather. Yes, sir. That is correct. We got some Bible scholars in the house. So Enoch was Moses' great-grandfather, so you know he came from good lineage. And he had the word in him, and he was brought up into all that. And, and you know that because Enoch was so much that he just didn't even die. He was just called up. He was that close to God. And so you know that carries out through the generations. Just as my grandkids are growing up in church because their mother brought them in church and her mother brought her to church, and, and I'm sure I missed something there, but you grow up in that lineage and you grow up. And because... Dang. Oh, there it is. Because... Uh, because they know what it means to serve God and to love God and have God in their heart. And they can do all these things. So you instill that into your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids. And you just, if your parents were saved, you just try to get them saved. And your brothers and sisters, and you do all these things. Because the love of God is there. It's there, and it's, it's never going away. Now, we may, we may turn from it a little bit, but the love is still there. So... So that's where we're at. And now I'm relying on my notes. And I'm going to tell you that God has put this word into my heart for the last several months. And, it, and he just, every now and then I'll be driving down the road or I'll be thinking about something. And, and he tells me something else about it. And, and it, then to try to put it into uh, a message is hard. Not because, not because I don't get what he's saying and not because I can't relay what he's saying it's it's hard because you try to for a message you try to go down this road right here and you've got spots over here and spots over here that you need to pick up along the way and so i've i don't want to say i've struggled with this because i haven't it's not been a struggle but it just hasn't came together as good as as times in the past so I may rely on my notes pretty heavily, and I may just scoot off over here on the side and just not worry about my notes. But we'll see how that goes. But 
I want to talk to you about uh, seeds this morning because everybody in the world knows that Noah was a farmer, right? Mm. Well, I didn't know it, but I see him planting a lot of seeds as I look at it. You know, everybody knows Noah is, is he just built the ark. What was it last year? About two years ago, my wife and I, we got to take a little trip, and we ended up at the ark over there in Kentucky, and it's a full-size replica of the ark, and that thing is awesome. It is great. It is awesome, and it's huge. It's just as huge as you would think it'd be because, I mean, you've got elephants and everything else going on there, and they're having to live in harmony in there. You know, the lions aren't chasing the rabbits and things like that. So it has to be huge, and it was. It took us all day to walk around that thing and to read the different things, and it was great. And it was great, and I still didn't know that Noah was a farmer because I just I didn't get it. That revelation wasn't there. So, and, and he's a farmer, not so much in the sense that he worked the ground, but he's a farmer in the sense that he believed in planting seeds and holding on to those seeds until they came out, until they came to fruition, or just anything like that, you know, because uh, Noah worked on that. Let me, let me back up a little bit. So when God came down, we talked about Noah and his heritage, and how he's a man of faith. You know, when God came down and told him to build the ark, he didn't come down and uh, say, all right, Noah, the whole world is bad. You're not that great, so you need to straighten up and do this. He didn't do all that because it says Noah was a just man. You know, he found grace. But you have to know that grace means you don't deserve what you're about to get. So... Noah was just like me. You know, he was trying to do all that he could, but he was missing it in some spots. You know, he, he just wasn't, until Jesus, nobody was 100%. But we're all trying, we're trying, trying. And through grace, we are saved. And through grace, we can make it. And through grace, we can keep going and we'll find our path through grace. He'll guide us. So, you know, you've got... You've got to have God in your life or else you're just eternally damned. And that's not a good place to be. So uh, so Noah, he's, he's out here. And several years back, there was two Noah movies come out. And one was worldly and one was godly. And they came out about the same time. And I watched both of them. And the one with the world, it, it showed uh, this big battle. You know, Noah was building the ark, and everybody was coming up, and they were, the rain started, and they were trying to get in this ark, and it was just a big battle. He tried to keep them off, and they tried to get on, and all this stuff. And, you know, it was, it's what you would think would happen. You know, if I saw a big boat, and the world is flooding, I'm going to go get on that boat. I'm going to save my wife, my kids. I'm going to save myself. I'm not going to worry about my dog, because there's dogs on the ark, so we don't have to worry about that. So... Now, I don't know if that really happened. I don't know. It doesn't say that. You know, I don't know if Noah was living alone. Noah could have been some rugged mountain man that lived up on top all by himself and, you know, didn't speak with anybody. And I was thinking about that. Which way would it be? And I just, in my, in, in my thought process, I was thinking, well, this man had to live alone out in the woods, you know, with his, but you know he had a wife or 
had wife and his children had wives. So there was a city somewhere around. But I, I kind of think Moses, or not Moses, Noah was secluded a little bit. And the reason I think that was because if I lived in Crossit and I wanted to build an ark, I would have to cut every tree in Crossit. Now, this fella here, he may not like me cutting his trees. And y'all may not like me cutting your trees, but I got to have them because God told me to do this. And I'm not going to stop doing what God told me to do. I'm going to come cut your trees down. <laughs> so, so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't matter which, which way you go. But what does matter is if you are the life of the party or if you're secluded and alone, you've got to plant seeds. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. You've got to plant seeds because you can't make it without God. And it doesn't matter. If, if you've been held up in your house for three months and you're not sure whether you want to go outside and see the world anymore or not, it doesn't matter if you've got a, a, a whole 300 friends sitting here just cheering you on. It doesn't matter because you've got to, uh, you've got to know that you can get out of that. And if you've got to know that your friends aren't where you need to be. It's great to have friends. I have friends, and I, I like them. But if I never had a friend in the world, I know that I had God. So, so, so I just want to tell you about no matter where you're in life, you can be on the ark. And through that ark, you're going to survive. So you can survive, that's right. Man, I'm just flying through these notes. <laughs> Alrighty, so we we're planting seeds. Noah's a farmer, he's planting seeds. And the first seed that he planted was he had a love for God. And that's what got him to build the ark. Because he had that love for God. He had a hunger for God. And he wanted to do what God did. So he dedicated himself for 100 years, 2 months, and 7 days to building an ark. And that's a long time to be working on something. That's a long, long time. Now, it just... So, so you got to wonder, why did God make him build a boat? I mean... This is Genesis 6, where we're learning about Noah. But in Genesis, like, 3 or 4, okay, let me, the whole world is bad. That's why we're building the ark, right? There's just turmoil everywhere. There's whatever happening everywhere. So why did God make him build an ark? Because just a little bit back, he showed us that he can just, he can put Brother Ernie to sleep and, and make something else. You know, he can fix it. He can, he can put us to sleep, everybody in the land. He can put them all to sleep except for Noah. So why didn't he choose this way? I don't know. So it would have been a whole lot easier. So you got to think, why did God do this? Because just a few, a few verses or chapters back, he, uh, Cain and Abel came about. And something there happened. And then God told these guys, 
He told him, when you killed your brother, he said, now you're cursed to work the land. You're going to live by the sweat of your brow for the rest of your life. Every man after you is going to be sweating. He's going to work. So that means if I'm going to be alive, I'm going to have to work. If I'm going to work, I'm going to have to eat. If I'm going to have to eat, somebody's going to have to plant some seeds. And to do that, you're going to be sweating. And it's going to happen all the days of your life. So because God is not a liar, and he said that just a few chapters earlier, that's why he couldn't just put him to sleep. you got to make him work for it because seeds, seeds don't just pop in the ground themselves, and they don't pop out of the ground themselves. They, to harvest, let me say that, because flowers and things bloom. But he comes out, and he makes him build an ark because he's got to sweat. You know, it's, it's not Noah's fault, but he's paying for it. I'm paying for it. You're paying for it. We're all sweating, so, but we're eating because we're planting seeds. So my God, it's good to be alive. I get to eat today. Sometime today, I'm going to eat. It may not be as soon as I want to, but it's going to happen. I can promise you that. So, so all right, he kept working. Now, he knows, he knows God. We established that. He was raised up in a Christian home, so... I think the ark was built when he was like 600 years old is when he finished it. So this man has been sweating for 600 years, and we know he's sweating real hard the last 100 years because timbers, those boards on that ark, they are not small. So, my goodness, he's just farming away. He's planting seeds. And that's what that was for 100 years in two months and seven days, that was a seed. That was a seed of hard work, and that was a seed of loyalty. That was a seed of faithfulness. That was a seed of, I love you, God. Whatever you tell me, I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it to the best. I'm going to do it exactly like you said. I'm going to put the right number of cubits in there, put the right number of animals in there. I'm going to have some sacrificial animals in there. I'm going to do exactly what you said, Lord, and that's what's going to see me through. When, when I get in there and I close the doors and I hear all this stuff going on outside, and if there are people beating on the wall outside, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get to you in prayer, God, because my natural mind would be save everybody I could. But, God, you said don't do that. You said you're going to bring the animals to me. So, God, I'm, I'm focusing on you, Lord, no matter what's happening outside, God, through the storms, through the trials, God, I'm keeping my face lifted up to you, God. I look into the heavens, God, because that window was up here, God. So I'm looking to you, God, and I'm not wavering, God. I'm holding fast to your word, and I'm doing what you told me to do, Lord Jesus. So um, Noah's, he's just planting seeds left and right. And our, our job is to make sure that we're planting seeds. I want you to plant seeds of hard work. I want you to plant seeds of love. I want you to plant seeds of kindness. I want you to do all kinds of things. And I'm going to tell you a little story about me real quick. And uh, several years ago, I don't know how many, three, four, something like that, I saw a need. I saw a need. And so somebody's windows wouldn't roll up and down quite right at all, as a matter of fact. So what I did was I said, you know, that shouldn't be too hard. I can help you with that. And so I, I ordered the parts and I fixed the windows. And I'm not a mechanic at all. I'm a YouTuber. I can, I can YouTube it and that will get me through. So, so I did that and I fixed her windows. And, and she came to me and I said, it's no big deal, really. I said, uh, if you just pay for the parts, that's fine. Well, I don't know. It's been like four years later. I haven't got paid. And that's, 
And I, I, I kind of meditate on that sometimes, and I'm thinking, whatever happened to that, you know? Here I was doing good, uh, and I still did a good job, but it, my return wasn't there for my seed. So, so this has been four years, and you know what? So this kind of the same circumstance rose up not long ago. And you know what I did, Pastor Robert? <laughs> I done been burnt one time. It ain't happened again. <laughs> no, that's not what I did. I wouldn't be telling the story. Y'all wouldn't know about it. So, so what I did is I changed it a little bit. I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of the whole thing. So I wasn't expecting anything in return. So, so through that, did I mess up? I don't know. But I can change my plans. I can change my seeds. If this corn is not growing in this ground, then I'm not going to sit there for eight years and plant corn in this ground that's not going to grow. I'm going to change my seed. I'm going to move on to something else. And I'm going to see my re- I'm going to see a reward in that because God is faithful and he's not, gonna, he's not just going to lie because he just proved it. He's proved it time and time again in my life and your life and the lives of the people next door. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you believe him or not. His word is true. So... So if your seed is not working, change it a little bit. You know, and it's, it's okay to keep planting the same seed. If I had done the same thing, and maybe I'd had better luck this time. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying follow what God comes down and tells you. You know, and, and did I hear God say, well, don't, don't ask for any money this time? No, I didn't hear it. But I knew something didn't work last time. So why would I keep doing it? You know, it doesn't have to be a big light shining down on my head because it would give me sunburn up there. I'm a little thinner up here. So, so you can keep planting seeds and stuff. And, uh, and, and things will go your way sometimes and things won't sometimes. And you're going to think you've missed it sometimes and you'll think you hadn't missed it sometimes. And you'll think, man, this is great. I'm going to do this every time. But it's not going to work every time. Why is that? Because we grow. Because what God wants something different done in the land this day than he did the other day. It's, it's not always the same thing. And your seed, more than likely, is not necessarily going to be about you. Because I can plant seeds all day and I'm not a millionaire yet. Because my seed is not about me. Now, my seed is maybe for, uh, it's going to be for the Lord. And in that, I'm going to get up there and and I'm going to do what he wants to. And he's going to give me enough that I need to give back out. And that's what I want. I don't know if I want to go there yet. But I'm just going to say, I'm going to use my wife as an, an, excuse me. I'm going to use my wife as an example. But I'm not going to tell the whole story yet. But I'm just going to tell you. And she plants seeds all the time. She's like a farmer. She's just a farmer, farmer, farmer. Because she's got seeds over here, seeds over there, seeds over here. Everywhere else is seeds. You know, I know there's a song. I just didn't want to sing it for you. So, 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 so your seeds. Now, it's all about seeds. And we're leaving, we're leaving the rainbows behind because we, we did not see that Noah is a farmer we didn't see that he planted seeds he he brought his actual seed on the boat with him and his children because god told him to because they have to replenish the earth now his his kids had wives and and they uh through all that we came about you know uh 
if you think about it, there was just two, four, six, eight people there. So, so why is Father Abraham the father of all nations? Well, I'll let somebody else explain that to y'all one day. <clears throat> but the seeds of the earth, they came out of Noah. And, and your seed is going to come out, and it's going to expound, and you're going you're gonna to have seeds over here. I've, I've got three children and ten grandchildren. My seed is expanding. <clears throat> and you know, you know how that's happened is because... I love the Lord, and I want to do what he's got for me. And I've taught my children, hopefully taught them well enough that they have the same love, and they're going to try to do what he wants them to do. And so, so far, it seems to be going that way. So, your seed, your, there's a promise in your seed. And I want to tell you, uh, man, I'm going to tell you a little story. And I know, because I've been deciding whether to, tell it for a few days because I know when I tell this story I'm going to get emotional and I'm probably going to cry but y'all just had to bear with me through this because it was a it was a hard time but I want to tell you the importance of a seed and this is the best way because it's personal experience it's the best way I know how to relay that to you so let me find me some uh, Kleenexes before I begin this because I'm not kidding I will I'm going to, so, a couple years ago, a year and some months, my wife had some health issues. <clears throat> so, now I've, I've, I've let you know that she's a farmer. She's got seeds out there everywhere. There's seeds. So, we go to the doctor in Monticello. She's, uh, she's having a hard time. So we go to the doctor in Monticello. And he, uh, her blood pressure is, is high. It's very high. Now they've got, they probably bring about four people in to check the blood pressure because this one's not sure that what she saw is right. Can't be right. So she go gets another nurse and they bring, they check it. Same thing over and over again. It's, it, there's no way it can be this high. So they admit her into the hospital. She's there all night. The next day, they still can't get it down. They don't know what's happening. They've done this. They've done that. They don't know what's happening. Can't, cannot get the blood pressure down. Don't know what's causing it. So the, la the last thing they did there, they said, okay, we can't get this under control. We're going to go to our last resort. So... We have a medicine that we're going to give you, but we can't just give it to you because it's that dangerous. We've got to have a nurse stay in the room with you the whole time, even after the medicine is finished. because it's, And we, they had held off on giving it to her because you're supposed to be in the ICU or CCU or something like that, one of those two. You're supposed to be in there where they can monitor you more close. So they held off on that because that was full at the time. We were up in Monticello. That was full. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a nurse come and stay in your room with you, and we're going to give you this medicine, and it's going to bring your blood pressure down. So they come in, and they hook her up and start giving her the IV. And uh, so finally, uh, I don't know how it happened right there, but the ambulance showed up to carry her to Little Rock. They had been having 
I don't know if they'd been having trouble or whatever. But it, uh, it showed up. You know, she may have been on the IV for an hour or so. I, I can't remember. So they discuss it amongst themselves, whatever they do, you know, the hospital talk. So we get in the ambulance and we go to Little Rock. And we arrive at the hospital there. And they check her blood pressure. It's, it's high, but it's not as high as it was. So then what happens is the paramedics were not familiar with the medicine. They're not, not necessarily not familiar, but they weren't equipped to handle that medicine. They didn't know things. But apparently when her blood pressure was dropping, it dropped so fast, after, and part of this was after she got to the hospital there, it dropped too fast for what is good for your body. So that, that was high blood pressure one was one problem. Dropping too fast was the second problem. Now the other problem was that her blood pressure had been so high for so long that it caused her brain to swell. And that's what, that was the outward symptoms that we were seeing, that we were noticing. And it was, uh, that was causing all kinds of other problems. So you can imagine if your brain is swelling, if your, uh, your blood pressure drops too fast and it was too high to start with, you've got lots of problems going on. So my wife is just, and throughout this whole thing, you know, I'm sure she's worried, but she's calm. She's not necessarily, she's not doing what Tim Hogan would do. I would be doing, somebody needs to fix me. But she's just kind of hanging in there. Just letting whoever needs to do something do what they need to do. Because if you know my wife, this is probably the only chance you're going to get. She's not going to go back and forth to the hospital. So if you need to do something, you need to do it right now. Because when I'm out, I'm gone. That's it. So she's just sitting there letting them do what they need to do. She understands it's a, it's a critical situation and all this. So then that night, we're sitting in the hospital room. We're up in Little Rock. It's just her and I. And I'm talking to her. We're, she's actually sitting up in bed. Now, she had complained about something a little bit 15 minutes before, 10, 15 minutes before. So she's sitting up in bed, and I'm talking to her. And then I notice something not quite right. So I ask her a name, and then, you know, she's not, well, whatever. So I, I run to the nurse's station right there. And I tell him, I think my wife is having a stroke. So because she can't move, she can't talk, things like that. So they come in and they do all the tests. They do the rubber feet, whatever, try to make her emotions and whatnot. And so they whisk her away. Now at this time, you know, when, when you see your wife not able to respond, not not being herself you're not really sure what to do well I knew what to do I know to pray but I'm telling you in that moment I could not pray my mind was focused on her so 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 through all that they take her down and they're doing all this and I'm thinking, is this the last time I'm going to see my wife? Because I don't know. 
you know. So, but I did have the, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but I called, I think Julie was my first call, or Michelle, one of the two, and then I called Sister Charlotte and I asked her, I don't know what I said, but I know I asked her to pray, and uh, <clears throat> I asked her to pray. I had enough sense about me to, if I can't, to get somebody that can pray. So that's that's where it was at for several hours, and I'm sure she probably didn't even, because my words would not have been coherent, really, but she made out what I needed, and she called other people through the church, and they prayed. And they prayed hard, from what I understand, and from what I know, and from what I see. So, I'm here to tell you that because of that, that my wife is here today. And so when you ask me how does that get into the seeds, I'm telling you that she's been planting seeds in this church and people's lives for, for years. And that's where that came from. So because she's been praying for your kids, she's been praying for you, she's been praying for your parents, because she's been praying for your sisters and your grandkids and all this stuff, then she planted the seeds and those seeds came back to her. And all those people prayed for her. And, and because of the prayer, I believe she's here today. And so, so your seeds are matter. They're important. Whether you see them the next day or not, whether you see them the next year or not, this church has been here. Well, I'll just say my wife, let's just say she's been praying for people for however long the church is here, let's say 20-something years. And I know there were some times before that too because she didn't just get saved then. So your seeds are super important. And that's why Noah can work for 100 years and however long and not see any fruit. But when that rain came, he saw it. He's like, oh, my God, I didn't know how the seed was going to come up out of the ground. I had no idea because nobody had ever seen rain before. He didn't know how it was going to manifest. But for 100 years, he sat there and he built a boat for no reason because it was sitting up on top of a mountain or it was sitting over here in the valley or something, but there was not water around it. He didn't build that boat in the water. He built it on ground, and he drug the trees there by himself. Probably his kids helped him too, I don't know. But he worked on that for over 100 years, sweating every day. And there wasn't no rain cancellations. It hadn't been raining there. Nobody would seen rain. So it was every day. He probably stopped to worship or something like that. But he planted that seed for 100 years. And then one day, he said, oh, my God. My seed is coming back to me. I've got a boat. I've got animals. I've got my family with me. My family's safe. We've got enough stuff to eat for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, thank you, God, that we're going to make it. So he, his seed came back to him, and it saved him. So that's how I know Noah was a farmer, because he was planting seeds for so long. But he, the farmer knows, y'all seen that movie, Faith Like Potatoes? He wanted to dig those potatoes up, and somebody kept saying, wait, hold up, don't do it. It's, just let it happen. And so that's the same thing with Noah. He was building that ark for so long and he never gave up because he knew when the time was right his God was going to provide for him his God wouldn't have him do something for nothing there was seed was going to come out of the ground and so 
So I posted a picture on Facebook last night, and I was going to tell you we're going to talk about that a little bit today. That if, if you didn't get a chance to see it, I'm going to tell you what it is. Now, uh, we went to Africa here a few years back, and we went to a village, you know, and the only way to get to this village, you drove for a long ways, I don't remember how long, but the only way to get to the village is we had to park the van, and then you had to walk across this little, I don't know, I'll call it a sandbar or something like that, because the water came up, and there were seasons, and it was down right now, but there were seasons that this little village was trapped off from the rest of the world, that, you know, there was no in and out unless you had a boat. So we parked the van, and as soon as we were getting out, there was little kids there, and, and they, they learned English language enough to say one word. What do you think that word was? Nah, it wasn't Jesus. They were saying cash. <laughs> when you got out of the van, them kids were like, cash, 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 you know, so. Because that's why we were there, because there wasn't no spiritual village. You know, we didn't go to the village to say, oh, this not God you know is so great. No, we went to bring the word to them. That's why we were there. Cash was not why we were there. But they didn't care. They had one thing. They wanted some cash. Had no idea where they were going to spend it, because there weren't any stores there. But they knew what they wanted. So hopefully when we left, they wanted something different. Hopefully they had two English words, cash and Jesus. So, so there was this picture. We were walking to the village, and, you know, uh, I turned around, and I was a little bit ahead of my wife, and I, I took a few pictures. And she was walking. She had a, best I remember, she had a water bottle in one hand, and this little boy had ran up to her. You know, they don't, they don't have clothes to dress but he had on some shorts and she was holding his hand walking towards the village and there's other kids back there and like I said it's no money it's no money so they're in their underwear and things like that and, and that's fine because that's how they live they don't have when I tell you there's no money there money has no value at this village now it may an hour down the road at this other village but there is no value so she's walking along, and she's holding this boy's hand. And so while I was working on this message, I got to thinking, well, how does, because it, it popped into my spirit, but I was like, well, what, what's that about, you know? So then I said, well, it's a seed, or the Lord said, it's a seed. So let me tell you how seeds work. You plant it, and a little while later, it comes up. So I got to thinking about this little boy. He had a seed planted in his life that day had a seed planted in his life just by walking and holding a lady's hand this white lady came to my village to tell me about Jesus so what was the word again Wani. that's what they called us because we had white so he walked with her walked with her up to the village you know and and then who knows what happens but they all stayed around they just kind of watched us now they would go and play and do things and then, of course, they found Julie, and then they was congregating around her the whole time. And we've got pictures of her with, like, I don't know how many kids all around her and stuff. But this kid here in particular, on the way into the village, he got to walk with Pastor Angie at the time, <clears throat> holding her hand into the village. Now, that seed, it may have 
grew out the next day. We, we weren't there. We left. After, after our day there, we had to leave. So I don't know what happened to this boy. I don't know whether he was saved, whether he got saved, whether he stayed saved. I don't know whether he grew up as a fisherman because that's what they did there is a fishing village. So I don't know what happened to him. He could have found a way and went to college and uh, graduated and he's president somewhere now. But I was thinking, I was, you know, what kind of seed was planted that day? So what, what, what could just walk in with somebody and holding their hands? I don't know if they talked or not. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. So it just, just this is what's in my mind. That one day that kid, he's probably, he's not that old yet because it hasn't been that long. But when he's 20 years old, He's going to be out there, and he's going to be sitting, and he's going to look. Because they start fishing at nine years old. Somebody asked them, and they said they get to go out on the boats at nine. So this, this young man's going to be 20 years old. When he gets 20 years old, he's going to sit there, and he's going to be sitting. He's, they got goats there. He'll be petting a goat, looking out on the water, and it's going to hit him one day. He said, you remember, he's going to say, God, you remember that? white lady that came and walked with me on the beach he said I, he's going to say I believe you sent her to me to tell me something so God I'm 20 years old now and I'm going to tell you what I think I want God he's going to say I want a lady that had come to my village that knows God that loves me that's going to take time with me that's the kind of wife I'm looking for God would you send me a lady that cares about you and cares about your people and somebody that can grow with me in the Lord, God, or maybe even be further than me in the Lord, God. But I want a godly woman, God, because I saw something in that lady that day, God, and that's what I want for my life. That's what I want for my family, God. I don't care if I'm a fisherman, God. I don't care if I drive the van, God, but I want a godly woman in my life because when I held her hand, I felt something, God, and there was nothing going through my mind except for the love of Jesus the whole time I held her hand. And God, that's what I want for me in my life, God, and I want to serve you today God God sitting right here on this sandbar petting this goat God I'm going to give my life to you Lord Jesus because you sent somebody that cared for me and I don't remember what she said God but I heard the word Jesus and that translator translated into my word Jesus and that's what I want to be I want to have that in my life God I want to have that something come into me God that will change me forever Lord that will let me know who you are God that will then I'll know the greatness of God and I'll come and I'll teach all the other people in the village and my wife will be right there beside me and she'll have the children come up around her and she'll teach them God she'll teach them about Noah Moses and everything else God and it'll come to pass God and all this stuff is going to come to me because you put a, a lady in my village that would hold my hand when I didn't have anything when all I had was just a pair of shorts and a sandy belly from playing. I didn't have anything, God, but you sent somebody to me to save me. So I'm asking that you send somebody to be my wife, God, that me and her can go out together and save the village over here that was separated a long time ago for they were fighting. I don't know how to put that in words, but this village and this village were fighting. But anyway... We want to go over there, and we want to hold somebody's hand, and we want to get them. So it doesn't matter how big your seed is. It doesn't matter if you've prayed for somebody for years and years and years. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if all you do is just take somebody's hand and show them the way. 
You buy a little kid a piece of candy in a store. It doesn't matter. That's a seed. Everything we do is seeds. And that's what I want to let you know today. When Noah worked for 100 years, it was a seed. You can't get past it. He was doing something. Everything in your life is a seed. When she held that boy's hand, it was a seed. And now when Charlotte, when she gets the people, and y'all pray for my wife, that's a seed. It can be a big seed. It can be a little seed. You can mess up when you do the seed and it not grow right. It doesn't matter because we're serving the Lord. We're trying to do our best. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter if I'm, I'm popular. It doesn't matter if, if I'm in depression. I'm going to plant a seed. And that seed is going to come back, good seeds and bad seeds. You may get some rotten fruit. I don't know. I don't know your life. But I can tell you that you can plant a seed today and that life can be changed. That's one thing I do know, that you can plant a seed today. I'm not talking about a money seed. Y'all know I'm not. I'm talking about a seed that I love you, Lord. You can plant a seed and say, God, I want to serve you for the rest of my life, God. Today, God, I'm turning my life around. So I'm just going to take a few moments, and I'm going to ask you if you want to plant a seed. Matter of fact, I'm going to just ask if y'all would come on down to the front, because everybody's got seeds to plant. Everybody is actually planting seeds. So if we'll just come to the front and start planting seeds, whatever seed is in your life that you need, you may need you may need Jesus Christ in your life. And the person right next to you, they may, they may be praying for a better job. It doesn't matter. It's a seed. Y'all both have a one in your life. You have a need in your life. It doesn't matter. Plant your seed today because God is here. He's been here through the worship. He's been here in prayer. He's been here the whole time. God is here. He wants you to plant a seed today. So just tell him what you need. Excuse me. Just plant a seed. Just lift up your hands. Lift your eyes, God. Lift your heart to Jesus and say, Jesus, I thank you for being in my life today, God. I thank you, God, that I have made it to this point right here today where I can plant a seed. Not for myself, God, but I plant a seed to you. God, I give you everything in my life, Lord Jesus. You are the king. You are the great anointed one, God. You sit at the right hand of the Father, Jesus. And I plant seeds to you today, God. Yes, Jesus. I plant a seed to you because I know, God, when I plant it to you, I'm planting in good ground, Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter whether I'm in a church. It doesn't matter whether I'm in a cotton field. It doesn't matter. But when I start praying to my God, I'm in good ground right then. I'm going to kick my sandals off, God, because I'm in good ground. I'm planting my seed to you, Lord Jesus. Whether I need, I need you in my life, whether I need you to save me, whether I've been saved for 20 years today, God, I'm going to plant this seed, God, and it's going to go up and the smell is going to be good to you, Lord Jesus, because I'm planting good seeds today, God. There's nothing coming up rotten today, God. All my blossoms will be in full bloom, God. The colors that you put out in the rainbow will be on my flowers, Lord Jesus. I'm planting my seed to you, Lord Jesus. I'm planting to God that you would save me today, God, that you would come into my heart and forgive me of my sins, Lord Jesus. Yes, God, I, I thank you, God, that you would pull me out from wherever I was, God, from whether I was just in, in uh, 
thievery, God, whether I was in adultery, God, it doesn't matter. But you pulled me out, God, and you put me right here where I can bow my knee, Lord Jesus, where I can stand with my hands lifted tall, Lord Jesus. And I know that you will save me and you forgive me, God. I'm confessing my sins today, God. Yes, God, that you would come into my heart, God, and you would make me a new God. Oh, God, Jesus died on the cross and that his blood may wash away my sins, Lord God. And I know that, Lord Jesus, and I'm looking to you, God. My God, it's a good day to be alive in you, Lord Jesus. I want to plant a seed today, Lord Jesus. I want to let you know that everything I do from here on out, God, is going to be for you 100%, Lord Jesus. I won't have a thought about Tim Hogan in my mind. I won't have a thought about Angie Hogan in my mind, God. My thought is going to be eternally I'm going to look to the heavens, God. I'm going to know that the stars are hearing my prayers because I'm sending them up, Lord Jesus. There's nothing that I won't do that won't be for you, Lord God. I don't care if it takes me a 100 years by the sweat of my brow. I'm planting a seed to you, God. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going forwards. I'm not going left and right, but I'm going up, God. I'm going up to you, Lord Jesus. My calling is getting higher and higher and mightier and mightier, God. I'm doing your work more and more, Lord Jesus. Your words are filling my mouth, God. I can't, I can't even speak to on a carnal level no more, God, because I'm in the heavenlies, Lord Jesus. I planted a seed to get here, God, and I'm planting more seeds than I'm up here, God. One day, Lord Jesus, I'm going to be planting seeds in heaven, and I don't know what it's going to manifest like, but I'm going to be dancing in the joy of the Lord, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, Lord God, we know the seeds can be money, God. We know that they can be love, God. We know we can put happiness in somebody's life, God. So whatever you have for this person at the altar today, God, whatever they're asking for, Lord God, just fill them up overflowing with it, God. Let them have that abundance in their life that they're looking for, whether it be saved, God, whether it be money, God, whether it be happiness, God, whether they want children, God. Let them have as many as they can have, God, as many as you want them to have, Lord Jesus. Let that cup overflow, God. Let it run over, Lord Jesus. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. So with that cry in your heart, one more time, just cry out to Jesus. Don't give up because it's not been a hundred years. We're not even close. Just keep on crying out to Jesus and let him know what you need. If you, if you hear your neighbors praying, you're through praying, go ahead and grab their hand and help them pray for what they need. Oh, plant that seed in their life. Oh, start praying for somebody today, Lord God. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Somebody next to you might not be as good a prayer as you are, but teach them, bring them up in the way. Invite them to prayer on Thursday when it's all about them. Invite them to church Sunday morning when it's, when it's all about them because that's what it is. Being about God in your life is all about you. It's going to get you to heaven, and that's what we're after. I'm selfish in that way. I want to go to heaven, and I'm going. I don't care what it takes to get me there. I'm selfish, and I'm going to heaven. And I'm so selfish, I'm taking all my friends with me because nobody down here deserves them. All my friends are going to be in heaven because that's the one that deserves them. Yes, God, I'm selfish, God. I'm selfish in that way, Lord Jesus. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, I want to bring them up where they have the joy of sitting in your feet crying, Holy, 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 Lord Jesus. Yes, God, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord.
God. Yes, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord Jesus. Yes, my God is holy. My God is holy. Oh, there can be no other gods, for my God is above everything. My God created the earth and the heavens, God. He's holy. He's holy. Never has been any sin in him, God. Yes, everything you do works out, God. You are not a liar, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, you have... You have brought this ministry to where it is, God. You have started over, God. Yes, God, it's been great up to now, God. But there's a fresh anointing coming in. There's a fresh anointing on your pastor. There's a fresh anointing on your apostle. There's a fresh anointing on Pastor Robert. There's a fresh anointing on Josh Jenkins. There's a fresh anointing on Monica. There's a fresh anointing on Cynthia. There's a fresh anointing on Rhonda. There's a fresh anointing on Ken. There's a fresh anointing on Demetria. Yes, God, because we are crying out holy to our God. We are not giving up. We are planting those seeds whether we see a return today or not. I'm planting a seed. There's a fresh anointing on Kim. There's a fresh anointing on Sue. There's a fresh anointing on Lynetta. When you touch them, you're going to know something's different because they've got the hunger of God. They've got that lasting spirit, God. Oh, God, the one that will carry out through their generation. And when they're gone, it's going to carry out through the generation of their children. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes, God, there's a fresh anointing on Asia. There's a fresh anointing on Tanya. That was this morning. They told her what's happening. Don't be afraid to praise and worship. Don't be afraid to jump and shout. There's a fresh anointing on your life. Oh, because every seed, when it comes out of the ground, it is fresh. It's covered up. It comes up, and then it blooms. It doesn't bloom because it comes up, because it's saving the good stuff for you to look at. For God to say, look down, he's going to say, my flower is white, but it came out of the ground. How can that be? God's going to say, because I made that. That's my seed. You just planted it for me. I watered it. I did everything. And that's something else. Noah planted seeds for a hundred years. Those seeds were planted. They weren't getting watered. We know the dew come up and, and that's those seeds didn't they didn't get watered until God was ready to water them. And when he watered them, he made sure there's enough water that it gets forth what he wants it to bring forth. He's doing the same in some of your lives. You've been planting seeds for a long time, but I'm telling you, God is going to open up the windows in heaven, and he's going to water those seeds, and they're going to bring forth so much fruit, your bushel will be overflowing. You, you won't have enough baskets to contain it. You'll be going to the neighbor's house jar, borrowing jars because God is going to water your seed, and he's going to water it so much with the heavens and the earth that people won't even know what's happening. They don't know what's happening in the river right now, but that's not even enough for God. God's going to water your seed that it'll last because his waters won't recede they'll stay above forever and ever as long as it takes for that that seed to grow that's how much he's going to water it and when it comes up it's going to be beautiful those of you that prayed the prayer of salvation you are now beautiful beautiful those of you that prayed for finances your job is going to be beautiful to you when you go back in the same tomorrow monday tuesday whenever it is when you go back, you're going to have the same job, but that job's going to be beautiful. Your coworkers that hated you, they're going to be beautiful. When you go out and mow the yard, you're going to be sweating, but that yard is going to be so beautiful. 
It's going to be beautiful. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.